This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I got my partner, Crime Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. We are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yes, sir. And every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Ah, good, good times. Good times. And Deuce, we're very excited because there's an event coming up in November. It's our favorite of the it's year. It's our favorite of the year. It really is. Like, it's Free Play Florida. We were there last year. We had a great time. It is is awesome. So I want to introduce our amazing guest. We have Mr. Brian Colon. Welcome to the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce. And for those that don't know who you are, sir, what do you? how do you represent us in Free Play Florida this year? Um, well, I've been asked to come down and talk, which is something I uh, – I love doing. I'm not particularly good at, but you know, it, shutting me up is more big the problem. I am a game designer for the past 34 years. Um, most notably, in tying in with Free Play Florida, I did a lot of worked on virtually everything uh, that came out of the early Midway, the Franklin Park Valley Midway days, right up until they were bought out by uh, Williams, and then for several years as Williams Valley Midway. Uh, Done over 90 games so far, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I do. I'm a game designer, I'm an artist, I'm an animator, and uh, the guys from Free Play Florida, see, I'm no good at talking, uh, Free Play Florida were kind enough to invite me down, and I can't wait. So that's, that's me, and that's why I'm going to be there. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you on the show, and we're excited to see you at Free Play Florida in November, November 11th to the 13th, if that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, and also, we have someone else uh, who's been on the podcast before several times, Mr. Brandon Specht. Welcome back to the Happy Hour. Hey guys, what's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. I'm excited to be back on the podcast. Awesome. And you also represent the Bart as well. Correct. I, I work with Bart doing events and social media. Um, the Bar Arcade Art Gallery down on Mills in, in Orlando. Uh, definitely want to check us out. And, of course, we're always a part of Free Play Florida, which we love to be a part of that crew. Awesome. And, of course, we have uh, the man of the hour, Brian Jones, the, the, the guy who pretty much put all this together. The man himself, The man himself, the, uh, oh, the genius behind <laughs> Free Play Florida. Uh, he is here with us again. And welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, sir. Yeah, I, I can't I can't claim uh, the genius role. They're, uh, we're we're a trio. It's uh, myself and Leon and uh, and Bill, who is not on the call at the moment. But it's the three of us. We're we're a team, and we we love gaming. We love the history of it, and that's what we're here to do: is share it with the world and 
remind everybody of what's the just the awesomeness that's out there. Awesome. And you mentioned Leon. So Leon, uh, this is your first time on the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We'd like to welcome you. Uh, Thank you. you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate the invite. Awesome. Anytime, and, brother. Yeah. And for those uh, at home that are listening, we we kind of we figured out the whole Skype thing. It took a little bit, but we actually uh, you can have up to twenty something odd people on at one time. And let's not do that ever. No. <laughs> yeah, twenty would be crazy. But uh, it's really neat. Uh, so we personally want to thank you guys for joining us on the Happy Hour, with Johnny and Deuce. It's it's awesome. We obviously we're really excited about Free Play Florida. Uh, we're all big fans of video games, and we've all you know love games uh, in different formats and different iterations for several years. And uh, Deuce, we uh, we're excited because we're here that last year. We were kind of like the uh, what did we do last year? We did a little bit of everything. We did a little bit of everything, but I actually think, uh, and I'll let either Brandon, Brian, or Leon uh, take the leads on. What what do you maybe want to announce that's happening with Happy Hour this year at Free Play Florida? Well, uh, you guys are of course returning as not not just uh, participants with the show, but uh, Happy Hour is actually the official voice of Replay Florida. So our announcers are you, you guys are the man. Awesome. We're excited. I love the that. This makes yeah, me so excited. Do some, do some, <laughs> I didn't even get a lot. Like it's the grin on my face. One. You can't. You can't. You know. It, it, it doesn't translate well to audio, but, like, when I, I talked to them this year, they're like, yeah, do you want to be the official podcast again? I'm like, yeah, but it, is there any way you could call me the voice of Free Play Florida? Brandon's <laughs> like, okay, okay. If it makes you happy, you're the voice. So, <laughs> Deuce, Deuce loves to hear himself talk. Let's I just do. Be honest. I do. <laughs> I'm the Tony Stark of the podcast. He is. If you he, he loves, yeah. And who would I be? I, I don't know. I don't get angry, so I'm not the Bruce Banner. No. Uh, I'm the Vision? The Vision. Okay, the Vision. I like that. I am the Vision of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. I'm always looking towards the future, but I'm always thinking about the past. There you go. Awesome. I like that. We just coined some new phrases here there tonight. There you go. So uh, I'm actually really excited because, you know, Deuce and I have our stories uh, about how we got into gaming and, you know, it was Atari and then it was uh, the Nintendo and so on. And Brandon, we've had you tell your story, I think, haven't we? If not, I want you to reiterate your story, like how you got into gaming. Uh, uh, gaming. Um, I, I'm. It's funny because I'm not. I want to point out number one. I'm not a young person. I'm 35. So, but uh, <laughs> listen, by stand, I, I'm not young. Is what I'm saying. But um, so I actually started on the Nintendo Entertainment System, but. Um, you know, uh, my we didn't have a ton of money growing up, per se. So we were like the last on the block to buy the like people were getting ready for the Super Nintendo when we bought the Nintendo, mm -hmm. um, which I think is something that a lot of people can understand. Sure. Um, and uh, but yeah, the Nintendo Entertainment System, ridiculous amount of games for that system. Um, uh, favorite game on this, two favorite games on the Nintendo Entertainment System was Ducktales. Yes, nice. number classic. Two, number two. Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh. Ah. Oh, okay. Just to nice. throw everybody for a little bit of a loop. Yeah. Out of all the Mario I picked, 2. The original Doki Doki Panic. Yeah. That, that one. Correct. Not the Lost Levels. The, the Doki nope, Doki. Not the Lost Levels. Okay, not gotcha. the Lost Just levels. for clarification at home. Uh, okay. Lost Levels, I, I will say this. As far as gaming is concerned, I like to watch people play video games more than I actually like to play because I actually kind of suck. So as far as the lost levels are concerned, there is no chance that I can actually play those. 
There you go. Um, and Brian, we kind of, we kind of, uh, Brian Jones, we kind of talked to you before about it. You know, you've been a fan for a while and you're into the, you love arcades, you love pinballs and all that stuff. And like that was kind of like your, you just love the whole art form. Because we call it an art form, Deuce and I, because yep. I mean, it's the art of gaming. Because I know that's been a very subjective topic is video games art. And absolutely, absolutely it is because we have a game designer here on the uh, podcast with us. Uh, and so, like, that's one of the things is, is there anything you want to add to your history of lo- the love of games? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and make uh, Brandon feel young again here. And reminded, I started out with uh, games that had no graphics. So if we were doing text adventures and Zork and all of that. Nice. That was where I started. To me, that's that's the core of gaming. There you go. <laughs> it's all about the so story. You youngins can... Uh, deal but to be fair I, to, to, to be fair i the average listener of podcasts like the median age is 25 so like that's so i guess all of us are over the median age i guess is what i'm trying to say so like i guess in age is a is a subjective thing anyways yes. right it's, yes. it's very relative right so it just depends on right. you know where you're from like what system you start off with so because like when I, when deuce and i we feel really old is when we t- when we hear someone say that their very first system was like the playstation one like whoa, that was '97. Like I've been gaming forever since then. But but I feel like if your first system was you know you know a computer or a Commodore 64 or whatever it was, and like you feel like oh that's my si-, you, you kind of relate to the where you grew up, what system was around at the time. Um, but Leon, what's your foray? How did you get into gaming? What's what's your story? Well, I'm 47, so but I feel 35. But according to Brandon, that means that I'm still an old fart. So. <laughs> well, I was about to say, Leon, just between me and you, I would not have believed that if you just told me that. Because if I was going to guess, I would have said 35, 36. Because Leon that. was my boy <laughs> last year Stipe. at Free Play Florida. Because like he was kind of my go-to guy. He was he was my uh, my sergeant, if you will. He was the guy I checked in with. He was the guy I got my marching orders from. So it was like I was Leon's bitch, for lack of a better word. But if I if I had had to have guessed, I would not have picked forty-seven. So tip to the hat to you, sir. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I uh, my, my story was a little bit is a little bit interesting. I um. I grew up mostly on pinball, and uh, by by way of my dad nearly beating me to death because I would he worked nights and days also he worked two jobs so I used to sneak in his room and I would swipe quarters off of his uh, his dresser <clears throat> but uh, occasionally I'd get caught doing that and uh, so he he made a deal with me he said uh, you know mow some yards and earn some money and we'll get you a pinball machine that way you have to you can stop stealing money off of my my dresser so. Um, so in Miami, you know, grass grow, you need to cut every five, six days a week. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, I had no problem finding money during the summer. So that's what we did. So I kind of had my own pinball machine when I was around 12. Holy 10 cow. Or, yeah, somewhere between 10 and 12. I actually have pictures of it. Um, and that kind of got my fire rolling when I was younger. And then I got into more consoles and, and arcades and uh, visiting the, the classic arcade as we used to know it uh, back in the day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of cut my teeth on pinball when I was, when I was much younger. Well, pinball is really cool. Cause like Deuce and I've said before, pinball is, there's a lot of like strategy involved and it's a very tactile, uh, experience as well. You know, learning how, cause not every pinball, 
uh, machine operates differently. So you've got to learn, even like the first few quarters, you're just kind of learning how the flippers and the bumpers work and how they respond and like just how, how the, you know, the, the pull ball or whatever, how that shoots out and how the ball reacts. And so you're kind of like learning the system and learning the, the you know pros and cons of how that works and and so like it's almost like a test a little bit you're like learning it's a test between yourself and your own hand-eye coordination so like you can get really deep with pinball and i've always been a fan of pinball uh but to have have one in your house is pretty amazing you get to practice all the time that's really neat yeah he's a popular kid on the block that's for sure <laughs> you know we'd pool parties and pinball parties and stay up all night on the weekends and it was an evil knievel so it was uh even then at that time evil knievel was was very very popular he was on abc or cbs doing his live events in vegas all the time and he had books out and he had toys and so um to see to see that pinball machine in my house was uh, i was pretty much you know i was set that's awesome i was a cool kid yeah i preferred super grover super grover <laughs> awesome well that reminds me later to tell you guys a pinball story about last year's free play but speaking of last year's free play leon let's talk about this year's free play tell me about what's going on the dates all that fun stuff yeah so the show is running from friday november 11th through november 13th and we open on friday at four o'clock and um we close sunday at i think four or five o'clock so there's there's uh uh, plenty of time to uh, get your gaming in, get uh, get your fingers wore out, get some good calluses on those palms, and uh, you know button mashing and everything else. But um, uh, we're at the DoubleTree Sea World, uh, right off of International Drive, and uh, reservations for a hotel is open now, and pre-sale tickets is open now too. Uh, everything is um, five dollars off for regular day admission, and for weekend it's ten dollars off through October 31st. So if you want to take advantage of uh, getting a break on uh, on the show tickets, um, go to the website, uh, freeplayflorida.com, and uh, just click on tickets and, and get that good deal. And uh, to book rooms, we also have a, a pass key link there on the website for you to book your room under Free Play Florida, and you'll get a, a very discounted uh, room. Uh, and uh, parking is free, too, for all who stay uh, at the hotel. So um, that's, that's the short of it. That's awesome. We're looking forward to it. And Mr. Colin, I actually had a question for you. In what capacity are you going to be at Free Play? Are you going to be on a panel, or you said you're going to be doing some talking? I'm sorry. Uh, as the old guy here, I actually nodded off. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, are we still talking about how we got into gaming? Cause yes, I yes. Talk yeah, let's the, talk the, about that. Let's, let's absolutely. Have, absolutely. Uh, there were caves then, and you would blow... <laughs> your hand it doesn't really translate on radio but uh, no uh, thank you Leon and 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 Brian uh, for for bringing up quarters and uh, bringing up uh, text adventure games because that's my start in gaming is uh, you know I know Zork and I started in 82 uh, so gaming when I was offered the job I thought I was going in to be a pinball artist uh, I was an animator, and I thought, hey, they need an animator at Bally. They must want someone to paint on the back of the glass. Animators have that skill, right? So, And when they said, no, you're going to be doing art for video games, I was like, oh, Pac-Man? Really? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Now, that's how I got my start. Now that I've awakened, repeat your question because I don't even know what it was anymore. You were asking about panels and stuff. Yeah, well, we were asking about panels and what you're going to do at, at Free Play Florida. 
Um, but also, I want to throw this out there for Brian, and I'm hoping maybe we can make it come to fruition. I, I was reading on your website today uh, about how you kind of hold a lot of the early, early history for Hart Street, if I'm saying that correctly. You are? So I would love, hopefully, maybe if we can make it happen, to have you do a panel and tell that early history to the fans at Free Play Florida. I, I'm I'm hoping uh, we haven't. I was talk want to talk to Brian and Leon about. We haven't nailed down what I'm going to be doing yet, but I've been doing kind of what I've been calling an arcade history tour this year at a number of events. And part of what I love to share is uh, the early, the earlier days of Valley Midway. Uh, because it was a very different world then, a very different, a wonderful time to back into this industry. And yeah, I'd love to share that. Uh, I, it's a, because I, uh, things get mixed as co- as companies buy out companies right, right, right. and corporations And everybody's swell. stories People different. say Midway Games, and I hear anything that happened past 1989, and I go, that's not a Midway game. A Midway game, right. you know, that Spy Hunter and Pac-Man and and rampage and and cosmic cruiser and a lot of other arcade games that none of you have ever heard of uh, but <laughs> don't say that that's I was about to say, I, i've heard of all those i've heard too. of all those and we have multiple questions <laughs> yes. for you about all those sure We're just yeah saving yes. them for the if moment they'll let go me, ahead i will talk your ear off yes. i'll put it that way if they yes. will let me i will talk your ear off whether be it a panel be it a presentation i have hours of video and still i mean 35 flipping years of doing this nonsense. Uh, the only, you know, and and I'm still the youngest guy on this panel. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what's I amazing. I do have Vaseline smeared all over the Skype lens, but uh, being a game designer for this long keeps you a kid. So well, I'm I, claiming youngest. I think it's awesome, too, because that's one of the beauties of Free Play Florida is it's bringing everyone's loves and passions together. And everyone has different walks of life. Everyone's come from different backgrounds. And it's nice. You, you'll find people that just love the gaming. They love the history. You have people like yourself, Mr. Colin, that are in, like, the industry that are actually, like, literally was designing the games. So, like, it's great to kind of – it's like an amalgamation of all things that we love and we're bringing them together. And it's on display. And you're there with your people. I always like to say it's your people. Yeah. People understand it. They wear the love on their sleeves, literally, like Brandon is. Yeah. So it's, like, it's, it's really cool to be able to, like, kind of bring that and show this love letter to the industry and sh- – and, to the, the love of gaming. So I, that's what I love about Free Play Florida. Well, I, I was impressed when Brian first approached me that uh, he was, well, he talked it up and and uh, my wife was with me working the show uh, that we met at and as soon as she heard Orlando, I got the elbow in the ribs and she said, he's in. So, <laughs> they're there. Well, Brian, I, I'm really looking forward to it, and I definitely, I, I hope, like I said, that panel will happen because when I read it on the website today, it, it's very that little paragraph is very vague, but the short version is you kind of are the key master, if you will, to this history, and you are like a lot of the people that show up to this convention are the people that built our childhood. You built the games that we played as kids that made us gamers. So to be able to meet these legends that kind of brought us into this thing that we love and is so much a part of our lives now is just, it's a real treat and a joy. And just to, I'm a huge fan of, I call it sitting under the learning tree. Like to be able to sit and listen to guys like you that made these things that we all love 
is huge, and that's something that you you definitely want to be there for at Free Play Florida, and you definitely don't want to miss. Well, yeah, I mean, if I could add, there's you. there's no. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. No, no, I just I I just want to sincerely say thank you. Um, you know, it it's. I hope you still have that that love of learning after you listen to me ramble. No, but, trust me, uh, that love of learning <laughs> never goes away, at least with me, because to me, it's like any time you can listen to somebody that created or made something that you love that much, because uh, like I said, when I get to the questions for you later in the episode, I've got some really good ones, but uh, you know, you made these games that we played and we loved as children, which made us gamers. Like You you were kind of like the, 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 the worm on the hook, if you will, to, to, to bring you into gaming, and now, you know, fast forward you know, 20, 30 years, we're hardcore gamers, we've got, you know, systems, hell, we've got a podcast, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, all about gaming that happened because of men like you that made these games. I, I'm, I'm speechless, God, that's (laughs) rare, that's rare, thank you, I mean, you guys look like you turned out okay, so I'm, I'm guessing you're not blaming me. Besides a little bit of alcoholism and, and Parkinson's, I turned guys, out pretty good. I can't speak for Johnny, but... Wave his hand a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you. I, I, and that's part of why I love coming to these things is to, it has been an experience. The the whole resurgence. We were talking about this a little earlier before yeah. the podcast started. That the resurgence is new to me. I've been making games for this long, and. I was kind. I'm kind of a, unaware of the industry beyond what I'm ever whatever projects in front of me, and in the last couple of years, I've realized or it's been brought to my attention that that you guys like you are keeping arcades not not only just keeping them alive, you're bringing them back, and you and collectors and fans and the whole new generation, and it's a. I mean, it's a. <laughs> If I ever got out of first childhood, it would it would be a delightful second childhood for me, which I'm coming up on anyway. So, you know, it's great. I, I get to see people play games again. And for me, 10 years ago, even uh, I you know, this is what I started doing and being able to watch people in an arcade is the best way to learn to become a designer because you're standing in the back there. You can see what makes them laugh. You can see what makes them angry. And as I've been moving through the industry and doing a lot of different types of games over the years, I've always missed that. And in the last year or two, it's back. And it's wonderful. It is more wonderful for me. I don't want to say more. I don't want to get into that. It's as wonderful for me to meet you guys as you're you're laying it on so thick and saying how great it is to hear from me but no honestly i there's nothing that's not great about this for me i I love every second about it and i'm so looking forward to this show well yeah we're we're excited and and deuce and i like you said earlier i'm the same way i love to learn and i wouldn't call myself a video game historian by any means but like i do love to research that's my middle name is research if i have to put my name it's actually clyde but my my middle name that I'd love to have is is research because I love to research everything and I, I like to go back and look at the history of anything I'm passionate about and I love to research it to death and just like learn and see the inner workings who did this wh- who did that you know like it's it's awesome to kind of see how like the industry has grown and changed and with something like Free Play Florida that's like a love letter to the to the industry I want to ask all four of you you guys can chime in separately what are you looking for the most uh, Free Play Florida. Well, I I want to I want I want to say that Brian Mr. Uh, Colin hit it 
on the head. You know, when we first started developing this show a few years ago, you know, the idea and the concept was to reintroduce this amazing, not only past, but present, uh, to as many people as we can that don't realize that this is a still a very viable, uh, very alive industry, hobby, and passion. And um, every year, it never ceases to amaze me to hear people come up to me on Saturday or Sunday when they're leaving after three days, and they say, I never knew this existed. I don't know where these are. This is the first time I've played these in years. Can you tell me where I can play them in the wild? And it just it is it is extremely gratifying to to expose the thing that we are so passionate about to people who don't realize that this still exists. So I I just to to kind of push forward a little bit what Brian was saying. I mean it's it's our pleasure. And Brian, we're your fans, so we cannot wait to have you there. We think that well, we're definitely going to be giving you a plenty of forum and plenty of um, uh, opportunity to to uh, say what you need. <laughs> and yes, yes, we'll have some Michelob Ultra for you too if you need it. But uh, <laughs> we're definitely Brian, gonna, just gonna tell him be... where my room is. Just just go ahead and put on his room key where my room is because that's where the cooler, <laughs> the cooler is He's always hanging more, out more and enough opportunity room, to so. to uh, to have his his moment in the sun with with anyone and everyone who wants to come see him speak. So we're we're gonna mix. So I didn't mean to get off the the track there, but <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. But and I appreciate that, and we are so glad. And speaking of that, Leon, I want to yeah. ask you real quick. Who are the guests going to be? Because I know you've got the list of the special guests and everybody's going to be there. Who are those people that are going to be at Free Play Florida? Absolutely. And I'm going to get my list because I'm old and I don't remember. My memory is gone. But uh, no, uh, b besides uh, Mr. Colin, um, we have Nathan Barnett, who um, is, I don't know, if you don't know what uh, Four Bright Buttons and two joysticks is and you need to google that right away because he is he's an amazing guest he's going to be um doing some spots and uh interviews and all kinds of of great things we're so happy to have uh nathan barnett as keith apicary at the show uh of course we're going to have uh, gary stern creator of stern pinball uh owner and, and designer and all that good stuff um jersey jack from jersey jack pinball is going to be there we're going to have uh, both stern and jersey jack pins uh, laid out throughout the whole show including the new ones that are out now um billy mitchell and walter day uh of course um billy mitchell the man the tie you know the mullet so uh but uh walter day uh the 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 legend that that is uh is walter day i don't think there's a whole lot we got to say about walter because he's just a fantastic man and, and we always love having him at the show and a pleasure uh, we're gonna have uh, dirty donnie at the show and if you're not familiar with dirty donnie he did he's he's a, a artist that's been around for a very long time but he also uh just finished um well not just finished but uh Stern's Metallica Pinball. He did all the artwork for Stern's Metallica Pinball. And he and he's going to have all of his artwork for sale there. And I think we're going to be using him in a forum sense also. But uh, Brian's kind of putting those pieces together. Um, and uh, we're going to have uh, all kinds of different artists and vendors uh, selling their, their goods and art and things at the show, arcade-related, pinball-related, and console-related. And uh, we're always working on a few others. So right now, that's, a, that's the list that we have. Well, two other things I want to add just to that little list is, number one, the artists and the vendors, because you have 
such amazing artists and vendors. It's it's actually funny because uh, at least two of the artists from last year came on our show, and we actually have I have art of theirs in my house now, and we also have art of theirs in our studio. So I mean, you've got really really great stuff coming from that show, uh, art wise. So you definitely want to go for that. The other thing is the, the guy that I love and that I cannot give enough praise to is my boy Richie Knuckles is going to be there again because not only is he hilarious and a great guy, he's got to put up with my snoring for three days as my roommate. So <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> yeah, Richie, Richie is coming. That's correct. Yeah, yeah he's, I cannot he's a great... plug that guy enough, Richie Knuckles, because he is not only is he a blast and he's so much fun, but God bless it, he's got to put up for with me for three days. He's a man that never stops smiling. No, yeah, he doesn't. Awesome. I mean, he is he's just so happy-go-lucky. It is just so much fun. And, and I, like I said, he's my brother from another mother. I love that kid to death. Yeah, we had him on last year. For folks that uh, checked out the Free Play Florida episode we did last year, yeah. I think we did like a three-part series for Free Play Florida. We did. Because we did a bunch of interviews last year. Uh, and he was on there as well. He he's a former Space Invaders world champion. He's yeah. got a lot of titles to his name. He's he's awesome. So definitely uh you know definitely check that out when you go see him and tell him the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. So I tell you one thing that I'm really excited about is the fact that we haven't really <clears throat> excuse me for those that just checked this out for the first time. Free Play Florida literally is you go in you pay your cover fee and all the games are free. Let's They're make sure people free. understand that concept. That it is free. Yeah. You go in all the arcade machines. Everything is opened up. You can check them out and play them and just have a good time. And I, what I loved last year and I'm excited about this year, we kind of touched base on it a little bit, is to see all ages. There's going to be kids there that have never played a pinball machine. They're going to be exposed to this for the very first time, and it's going to be opening this whole world up for them. And you'll see people from that all the way, I mean, all the way up, all ages, all generations are going to be coming down. And, and that's what's so great about this industry is that you'll be seeing people of all walks of life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go a step further. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're funny. I'm going to step further. I'm going to say that there are kids that walk in there that have never seen an arcade game because they've never been exposed to a true real arcade. And the, yeah. the pinball even is a little bit more of a mystery to them when they walk up to a, a game that you know that's really physical and um, as opposed to a two dimensional. So uh, it's it's it is always amazing to see kids uh, come up to machines and their parents introducing them to arcade and pinball. Uh, it's, it's, and you'll see plenty there and it's amazing to see. And these kids will just play for hours and hours and hours. And just like we did as, as we were kids growing up and it's, it's, it's an amazing sight to see. Well, uh, of course I want to mention that, uh, we're going to have pinball tournaments. We're going to have arcade competitions, but also this is something that we gave a lot of love to, and I hope it gets a lot of love again this year. And that is a console museum. Guys, there is a whole room that you go into, and it is filled with every console ever made. And you have every single one sitting there. You can play. You can uh, play different games on. And, and being somebody who grew up with, you know, first system being a Nintendo, and I grew up in the arcades, but I also have a lot of love for the consoles. It's a lot of fun, and especially for this younger generation who mostly grew up on console. It's neat to see like the old Neo Geos and see the original Nintendos and see these consoles that and they have games that are were only made in Japan that are super rare and all these different things that you can try out, which is really really awesome. That you guys are going to want to try at Free Play Florida. I even found Rampage for the uh, the NES and the Game Boy. Oh wow! Wow, 
that blew my mind. I did. It's on almost every console. It literally is because actually, I'm going to kind of spin this on over to a couple questions for Brian because uh, a couple of my good friends had a couple questions I wanted to ask you because it was actually their first Nintendo game ever that they beat was Rampage. That was the first original Nintendo game they had ever like completed and finished was Rampage. The first Rampage or the Rampage World Tour? The first one. I, I want to say it was the first one because that was okay. kind of one of my favorite arcade games was Rampage because when I was a kid, we had a Hungry Howie's in town, which is our little pizza place, and it had a little arcade, and the arcade had maybe, what, Johnny, six games six in it? Six games in it, yeah. Yeah, and Rampage was a game that yep. was from, like, the day they opened till the day they closed, yep. they had in there. So it was, like, on Friday night, me and Mom and Dad would go for a pizza because that would be, like, our big night of the week. And they'd give me, you know, maybe a dollar and quarters, and I could go play Rampage. And I would play, and each week I'd get a little bit further than the week before. But it was one of those classic games that, personally, me, that when I think of original classic arcade games, that's like one of the top five that pops in my mind. Yeah, it's a fantastic game. Deuce and I have actually known each other for 20 years, so for those listening at home that yeah. haven't checked this out, uh, so we literally grew up together, uh, and all these stories I know. Like, I know exactly the Hunger House he's talking about. Oh, you and know the smell and oh, all that? Oh, exactly. And the cheap wood yep. paneling yep. they had in that yep. place? And, and it's great because video games are very nostalgic. They they attach you to yourself when you were at a great time in your life. Like when yeah. you were, for most people, they were like when they were younger and they didn't have to worry about bills and they didn't have to worry about going to work. It was like an awesome moment where you were kind of like, hey, this is a fun moment in my life that I get to kind of re reimagine, recapture, if you will, when you go to Free Play Florida. Uh, and some of us, like Mr. Colin, was actually in the industry, and that was his job was to to make the games. And so, like everyone has their own situations or walks of life that they can bring to this. And that's what I love about an event like Free Play Florida. It's just I, I keep saying that it's just an awesome love letter to the industry, and it's that's <laughs> it really what I love. Is. It really is. I, I have to admit that uh, I'm kind of that I am that video game historian type. So. I've been collecting these games for for almost twenty years now, and and uh, it's not often that something catches me off guard. And and I, I have to admit, when I first met uh, Brian in uh, Wisconsin, uh, and I started looking at his artwork, and and I realized, oh my god, there's there's a lim there's a number of games I knew about, and then I didn't realize there were so many more that he had such a hand in and, and all of a sudden my, you know, the nostalgia for me and the history started to kick in and all these dots started to get collected and it just started the whole fever all over again for me. It was, it was crazy. Well, you, you, you were pretty enthusiastic. I, like I say, I, you know, I didn't really need my wife to elbow me. I was, all, I was all ready <laughs> to jump in, but you're enthusiastic. I mean, that's why I love coming to, to places where I can watch people play my games again is the enthusiasm from people who remember and then the, you know, the, the just the wanting to share. Everything you guys have been talking about is talking about sharing, and that's kind of what I do too. I mean, it was my job to share. I made games for myself. I, there wasn't a game out there like this. I'm going to make one. It made me smile. It made me laugh. I got paid to share that with the world, but it, for me it was a sharing. And you know, here 35 years later, you guys are talking about that same smile you had when you were 11 
sharing that with a whole new group or with your peers who are now 35 to 45. I'm 60, by the way. Okay, so so <laughs> you guys are all still kids. Uh, but but that sharing is something that's very common among arcade or game enthusiasts is it is unlike you know social gaming so-called these days where everybody's separate nobody's doing anything together yeah. arcades or even consoles where you were all crowded onto the couch was very much laughing and being with friends and strangers and i love the fact that as all you guys have been talking about this you're talking about sharing it with other people because to me that's what makes this whole thing great and and that's what i really love about free play florida it's uh I don't know how to put it in words, but it, now that we're in a generation where you've got console games where you play at home, or you do play online multiplayer games, but you can only talk to the other person. When you're actually standing there by the arcade machine cheering the guy on because he got to a level that you never got to before, or you're playing another guy face-to-face -face in like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat where it's it's the sweat and you're kind of you're kind of getting amped up a little bit because you're playing against somebody and it's like the you get done with the game and you shake each other's hand and you're like good game man like it there's something about that arcade experience that we've lost and now we're kind of getting it back with free play Florida and also amazing places like the Bart that are bringing these arcade experiences back to us but. It's so nice to do it where it's people surrounded around these cabinets and the love of these cabinets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that created a culture, you know, that um, we we lived and breathed in back then. And when those arcades, those the ability to actually find these games back when they started to disappear, yeah. that culture disappeared and you look at some of the classic movies that use them uh war games you know that the whole arcade scene in the beginning and what have you that was really truly uh our social media slash event at when we were growing up and um that culture is relived at the show it's interesting to see pals you know playing two player playing against each other playing joust playing other games uh switching off uh from you know a single screen game to a you know player two and that whole culture kind of like comes alive and it's it's fascinating to watch because people do become all of a sudden 14 again when they're like and it, i've witnessed people see a game that they have not seen since they were 14 years old and these are 35 45 year old men and they just are enamored and they play for hours and they're like kids again and it's it's uh it's amazing to see that culture kind of rise up again and, and brian was a big part of that uh creating that culture you had you know his games were uh extremely fun to play they were a uh, great looking uh, uh you know look at the titles you know they were alien and you know related and space related i mean it was amazing to to play his games so um xenophobe exactly xenophobe was amazing game, yeah. and uh a bar that we'll rename Nameless, but there is a very prominent video game bar in Orlando that has your xenophobe artwork huge inside of it because it was such a big influence on gamers. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, uh, you'll have to whisper it to me later. Oh, I, I definitely will. And But, I mean, there your artwork and the, the games that you made have, you know, reached out so far that it's a touchstone for people now. Absolutely.
Yeah, I had a question. Thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a question to uh, to Mr. Colin because, like, obviously, w- Free Play Florida, you know, is all a lot of it's about the arcades and the experience yeah. of that and the pinballs. And Deuce briefly touched on the consoles. Now, there's a little bit of a divide there too uh, between arcade players and console players because not everyone is into the whole generation and i wanted to get your thoughts on when ralph bear you know created the magnavox odyssey did you see it taking off there as being like this is going to be the future of gaming in homes uh yeah i didn't mention when you guys were when you skipped over me when you were talking about uh getting started in gaming you all talked about your your i had the magnavox odyssey that was my introduction to video games and like many of my predictions, I said, this is going nowhere. I had fun playing Pong and this will never be anything. But I also predicted that, you know, the internet was a fad and beta was <laughs> VHS and, uh, and you know, uh, no one would pay for more than five TV channels. What would you, you know, what would you need them for? So my <laughs> predictions are generally worthless. Um, to be fair, to be fair, VHS, VHS was kind of a fad. It's not around anymore. <laughs> Didn't they just? I, I think my son told me today, the last company that was producing VHS players just quit. I just I don't know. Yeah, if that's they true. just quit in Japan. They quit okay. making VHS players. Bad. I've got about nine hundred VHS tapes. So that'll yeah. now in a, you know I guess I can build a doghouse with them or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting to kind of see the how things have you know changed and grown with technology because you know now I mean we have systems now that like are crazy they're quadruple the the amount of processors and the and two you know teraflops and they're right words that don't even make sense anymore <laughs> things are yeah. digital not analog and there's a lot of the, the way you make games is different and the the coding and all that is just like it's the industry itself has changed so much and i just wanted to get all of you, the the four of you like do you guys i know brandon does but did the four of you the rest of you still play like modern games or have you kind of like stuck to more of the the retro style or do you guys uh what's your thoughts on like current modern consoles well i'll, I'll start because it'll be fast and quick i i really i played consoles with my kids for a little while and i quickly got out of it you know to be quite honest uh the hand-eye coordination with 15 16 buttons on my in my palms <laughs> was a little too much to be honest it didn't hold my attention and um, I uh, levitated towards PC gaming. I played, you know, the Half-Life series, uh, Counter-Strike, and everything. I played that online for almost 12 years, and still to this day, I actually played uh, Half-Life 2 just the other day on my laptop. But uh, um, so no consoles, it didn't relate. It didn't kind of translate to me as well, and I don't think it was for any other reason than just. It just didn't click with me, but uh, I, I definitely, you know, had my share of playing Super Mario Brothers and, uh, you know, playing on uh, Nintendo 64. I actually love Nintendo 64. If I could have one console, it'd be Nintendo 64. So um, for me personally, it's it's a uh, it's a sidebar for me for consoles. Uh, Brian Jones, what's your thoughts on current console games? I I think I'm getting more in it's it's kind of restarting for me as a lot of games are starting to bring back uh, the more classic play where you can actually play it for a little while, enjoy it, and not feel like you have to invest 30 hours in it just to get part way through it. And and it's bringing back I think really the the classic core of what makes 
the great games of the past. That's what made them great. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, yeah. So, I mean, so to me, I, I look at uh, uh, all the cooperative games from the past where y- you weren't necessarily just running around trying to shoot everything. You were actually competing with one another or maybe even cooperatively trying to reach a goal. So, like, I mean, a perfect example is Rampage where you could have three players on the screen all at once. You could – and you're, you're all after the same goal. And it's – it's uh, those are the games I'm starting to enjoy again. Yeah, those are a lot of fun. I, I think with with gaming, like, because I felt like with Brandon, Deuce, and I, we're we're from the same generation. So like, we 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 got to live in both all three, like all the generations at once. And that's you know, we got lucky, I guess, in that way, where we were yeah, we, we, we did. Were, yeah, we are we Brandon? Like, we're pretty lucky. You no, know, no, we're. T- I think we're totally lucky in that sense. And, it's, you know, it's funny because we're talking about this. And, yeah, you know, I could be considered one of the more modern gamers. However, you know, the games I'm drawn to now are always almost throwbacks to older games. You know, uh, uh, Shovel Knight, which is a indie game that's very much like the old Mega Man games. Super hard, which is great. Um, you know, uh, Bit Trip, the Bit Trip games, Bit Trip Runner and stuff like that, which is just so much just nostalgia back to the old school uh, game uh, video games. I don't know if any of you guys have played the Bit Trip games before, but they're very much like, uh, it's like Pong put together with, I mean, it's just like a whole bunch of just old games. And I think that's what I've actually liked about a lot of the indie developed games. And we certainly have a large indie development scene here in Central Florida. Oh, that but we definitely love, do. That, yeah, and that's what I kind of like about the indie development scene is that a lot of those guys that are developing games now have a lot of love for the really old classic games. Yep. And we're seeing stuff like that. So like Bit Trip Runner, Runner, it's called Bit Trip Runner. And I love that game. That game, like, it's a little bit of like um, Pitfall, you know, uh, it's got a little bit of pit, Pitfall and it's a rhythm based game. So as you're going through it, like the, the minute it's a song and as you go through it and you get points, the song builds and builds and builds. But the minute you hit something, you go all the way back to the beginning, and it might be like a minute, two minutes, three minutes worth of, but it's got that nostalgia feel because it's like you have to learn the patterns. You have to pay your dues in order to be successful in this game. And in that, I think in that sense, it get, it's very gratifying in like an old school way. So I think you do see that in modern games, um, and those are the ones I kind of I like the most. Well, I think it's interesting too because, like, like you said, Brandon, a lot, a lot of the indie developers are actually creating games that we all grew up with, and like Shovel Knight. Let's get, let's expand upon that a little bit because Shovel Knight, it was, because it was everything was created where you could actually reproduce it on an original uh, Nintendo cart. Like the the guy who created the soundtrack, uh, he, he was able to actually create create the music, all orchestrated it in the original chip tunes, like everything. So like you could actually play it on an NES cart, really, really dedicated. And the, the guy who did it, it's only like thirty something years old, but he loved that yeah. generation of games where he's like, you know, I'm gonna go true to the form. I'm gonna be able to make a game with the soundtrack that actually fits on an original NES cart, and that's mind blowing, like to me, just to think that like people our generation, Brandon, are actually trying to do a love letter as well to the games of the past uh, of the old. And yeah, it's really, and really. I, I will say that, that there's a little plug in there for Free Play Florida too. I think that's one of the things I enjoy. <laughs> Personally, for myself, about Free Play Florida is when you walk into the showroom, and it is a little bit of a, a audio overload because you're getting so many old school bleeps and bloops, and, and and the pinball machines clinking and clanging and stuff like that. And it's like 
I probably, I'll be honest with you for myself, I probably, because I try to keep myself really busy those weekends and help out as much as I can. So I maybe get in like four or five games while I'm there. But honestly, I, I enjoy more just being in the, sh- in, the, in the room when I can and hearing all those noises and, and then really seeing the faces of people just really enjoying themselves. You know, it's, it's just, it's a lot of fun um, just to see, just again, and I think Leon said a little bit before, just people's reaction and sometimes kids that have never experienced this stuff before. It's a, it's a whole culture that, that uh, kids could miss out if it wasn't for events like Free Play Florida. For for me, the uh, you know, you guys you guys have kind of all gotten to where I would have gotten, but I wanted to hear all your responses first. Uh, you know, going arcade versus console versus where things are going and and what you play now. I, I think a lot of people are surprised that I don't play all that many games because what I do for fun is make games, mm-hmm. and the games I made thirty years ago, twenty years ago. With different clients, some games have gotten bigger, and you know I've I've you know, worked on projects that took as long as three years and had as many as forty five people. I've never worked on projects like Uncharted where you've got hundreds of people, but I can appreciate those games. They're beautiful. I can watch other people play them, but for me, I love the fact that that the the indie scene is part of it, a part of the reason. But the fact the return to shorter easier to understand, quicker to, you, you don't have to invest. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I played Half-Life 2 and you, you don't have to invest weeks or months. Sometimes you want to, but a lot of more times I've got 15 minutes here. I've got 20 minutes here. I want to laugh. Now let's move on. We'll do something else that from a design and development standpoint, I'm thinking about my next game when I'm three quarters through the one I'm working on. And because I've got my own company, I'm lucky enough to be able to work on three or four games a year. And that's why like a six month, nine month at the outside 12, 13 month development cycle, which means smaller games, shorter games, because I get to make more games. So I'm in the exact same place you guys are. I like the smaller games. I like the fact that they're returning to shorter, quicker, cleaner, simpler. But for a very different reason, just because I can make more that way. I, I actually think that there, there's a lot more. For me personally, there's a fun factor with just, you know, back in the day, popping in a quarter, you know, picking who you want to be, uh, climbing the building, grabbing the women, you know, bashing the windows. To me, straight to grabbing the women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leon went straight to grab the ladies. I'm surprised Liam didn't yeah. lead. To me, that was honest. very cathartic as a kid. You know, you like you said, you don't have to think a whole lot about what to do. Uh, and to me, Rampage was exactly that. It was a, a great way to have fun, quick fun, good fun, without having to use a whole lot of brain power. Uh, not that's not an insult. That's a, a no, total. <laughs> it's exactly as designed. I mean, it was everything about that game was. I mean. Actually, I'm not going to go too far into that because that's why you need to come to Free Play for Florida. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hear the answers <laughs> to those questions. The motivation yeah. for that game was. But, you know, one of the things about it was, hey, I'm a kid. I, I have no power at all. But for 25 cents, look out world, here I am. And just that kind of, you know, even I was a young adult when I made it, but I wasn't too far away, just as I am today, not too far away from that kid that's, 
you know, yeah, I build a sandcastle. The most fun about building a sandcastle is stomping on it right back into the sand. So I, that was by design. Uh, the mindlessness, I in a lot of my games, some are ridiculously complex. General Chaos is a you know one of the first real-time strategy games ever, but it was chaos. It was it could be played mindlessly because there was just so much going on. And all of my games, I like to think you you don't need to, if you want to think about it, you can. There should be depth there that you can explore. But basically, you should be able to walk up to it and do whatever you want and have fun. And that's my you know number one design principle is there's no wrong way to play it. Right. True. So what, what was your... Uh... What was your favorite design versus your favorite ultimate game as far as playing? Which one? Which one were you most proud of that of from the look and the feel versus how much? Which ones played the best in your mind in the end? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's probably a free play Florida question too. Oh, uh, okay. I've done. I've. You'd almost have to narrow down the question because I'm really proud as a designer and an, as an artist. You know, I can point to a lot of the art and go, I love that side art. Pigskin side art was my favorite. Rampage, the original Rampage cabinet. That was, you know, I love what I what I did there. Wasn't I clever? Uh, you know, with the cabinet art and everything like that. Different things have different reasons that I'm proud of. And some of the things that that I'm proudest of were coming up with a way to make the client happy with the crappy hardware or the limp, the strange audience they were going after. And there, for me, design is a, about a creative challenge. It's not just making the player happy. It's making the client happy. Sometimes it's your boss. Sometimes it's a client, you know, the operator wants you off in 30 seconds. The player wants to live forever and I got to make them both happy. And you know, that's what I'm proudest of is when I can figure out that right mix and I couldn't name one. I mean, just in a general, there's no proudest thing I'm creating. Thing, there's no game I'm proudest of from a creative standpoint, because some of my smallest contributions on games were were I wasn't even the main designer, but that little thing, you know, might have been the thing that tipped it over. Every, I should point out too, you know, I'm a game designer. I've got a lot of titles under my belt, but it's always a team process. There's always, it's never one guy. It's me, it's a programmer, it's a sound guy. There's two or three artists. There might be two or three programmers. There might be 45 people. You might have 15, 20 writers. It's a group process and and I'm straying way off the track here and that's when you guys are supposed to be waving your hands and saying, get back on point. <laughs> well, no, so I'm actually, Mr. No, I, Collins, I love the stories. Yeah, I love the, I stories. Love the stories too and you can find those at Free Play Florida, and we're going to have a lot of those. I've got two questions for you, though, Mr. Colin, because yes. these actually came Colin. from a good Colin. Colin. Yep. Colin. <laughs> thank you. Uh, that came from personal friends of mine that I cannot let you leave without asking. The first one is Rampage is being made into a major motion picture starring The Rock. Have you heard that? Have you had any input on that? And what are your thoughts? That's three questions right there. That is. I mean, it is a three-part three question. Yeah, yes, I, are, I understand, Leon. You're a Miami fan. And like I always Dwayne, tell my Dwayne friends, The Rock Johnson, University of Miami football player. Exactly. And you there. cannot spell the thug without the U. <laughs> so, 
yeah, I heard about Rampage five years ago when it was first announced. Wow. Uh, and it was supposed to be out in 2016. And when I didn't hear anything about it for a couple of years, I figured it went away. I contacted the producers. I let them know I was available if they wanted some insights into the storyline because I came up with the original Rampage, obviously. And Correct. then 10 years later, after we formed our own company, Midway asked us to do do a sequel. So we did Rampage World Tour and really fleshed out the story and all kinds of wacky backstory crap. Can I say crap? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, say whatever you, say you want. <laughs> but I did not receive any answer. And uh, so I figured the project went away. And then last year I saw, like everybody else did, that The Rock signed on. So I got really excited all over again. And uh, it was the same set of producers, but The Rock brought in his, his own writer. And so I, you know, I wrote to The Rock and not, and I reached out to a lot of people and, you know, no, nobody's gotten back to me. I know nothing about it. Nobody's, nobody's, uh, nobody's uh, jumped on it and said, hey, Brian. Actually, I wrote to Stan Lee. I wrote to Stan Lee and I said, look, um, somebody's doing a movie about some cartoon characters I did 20 years ago, and I have no experience with this type of thing, and you do. So if they ask me to play a cameo in the movie, I asked Stan Lee <laughs> if he would play me, and he didn't answer me either. So uh, I know nothing about the movie. I'm really excited for it. I... I hope they remember that the monsters are the good guys, the monsters are the victims, but I know nothing about it. So you asked the three questions, but I'm sorry for your friends that I don't have any better answers than that. Well, let me ask you this before I move on to the next one, and that is, Mr. Colin, how do you feel about it that maybe one of the games that you created is going to be a big-budget motion picture starring The Rock, who is now one of the biggest movie stars on the planet I mean, for you as a creator, that's 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 got to kind of make your heart swell a little bit. I myself, my my partner Jeff Nauman, the programmer on Rampage. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, we we think about it. You can tell because this is Skype. You know, I'm grinning yeah. from ear to ear for a reason. There's just there's no words to describe it. I I'm guardedly optimistic that it'll happen. Like most video game movies, uh, you know, you gotta expect that. You know, everybody that loves the game is going to hate it. But you know what? I loved Wreck-It Ralph. When I, the whole Game Refuge team, all 30 of us went to see that premiere in Chicago. And what I saw Wreck-It Ralph as an homage to Rampage, because of all the old games they showed in the movie, Rampage wasn't one of them because the whole premise of Wreck-It Ralph was Ralph was just a thinly disguised George. Yeah. So... I, you know, I'm going to love whatever comes, whatever happens with Rampage and The Rock. Hopefully something will happen. But yeah, you can tell by my grin. I'm, I'm delighted. I'm excited as hell. Well, let, let me so, drop a little bomb on you before we get to question number two. And that is supposedly, and I've got to throw a big allegedly out there, at least for our legal crew. There is a, an attraction at the Magic Kingdom right now, which is called Stitch's Great Escape. They're about to do a huge remodel of the park, and supposedly it's getting replaced. And word on the street, allegedly again, is that it's going to be replaced with a Wreck-It Ralph attraction, which knowing I get the double thumbs up for Mr. Colin right there. Um, Colin. Colin right there. <laughs> is that the fact that um, it's going to be replaced with one of the characters that's kind of oh, something yeah. that you, you kind of created in a way? 
I mean, you did not create I, that character, yeah, but it's, it's thinly veiled of I, one that you made. I think I think that was uh, you know it. W- you know, maybe I'm just, yeah, I am rather egocentric. I'm a, you know, video game designer and a control freak and everything else. And it's all about me. So I don't know, but Ralph, Ralph was knocking down buildings and, uh, you know, in the, the, we saw it as a group, the, the, the company saw it like 30, some of us all went out and saw it together. And we had, we basically took over the theater. We had a ball. We had a wonderful. I yeah, and I'm a Disney file, um, so I'll be I'll be there when. Hopefully, your allegedly, uh, supposedly, possibly's turn out to be correct because that would just be another plus. Well, that would be awesome. I'm to investigate that one myself, actually. Well, I like I said, I had a couple a <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, couple little uh, people that kind of slipped something up my sleeve, so I had to put the allegedly out there for our legal team. And I actually think it's I think. You know, Wreck-It Ralph is actually universally regarded as a fantastic film, so it's actually uh, most oh, people yeah. really oh, like the film. film. It was an amazing. It film. made me tear Even up, and I'm a hard, Wreck-It hard Ralph man. Is, so it's great. Yeah, it's a fantastic film. But also, in in here for you, Mister Colon, my last question from a good friend of mine is: You guys made the Star Trek Voyager arcade machine. How yes. was it working on that machine? Working with such a classic property as Star Trek, and also making a brand new villain for uh, the machine that had never been introduced in the series, and now is a part of the Star Trek canon. Uh, it was fun. Do I got to expand on that? No, <laughs> no I, you don't have to. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, uh, I've got some great stories, uh, many of which I can tell in public about meeting some of the Star Trek actors and almost getting thrown off the set and, uh, wow. and how we got out of it. And uh, we'll share that at Free Play Florida, too. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, it was one of the first big licenses because normally, as you guys know, yeah. most of my games were original stuff. Yeah. But we were approached by someone who said, we've got the Star Trek Voyager license. What can you do with it? And for me, uh, I'm known for my pixel pushing and my cabinet art, and my screen art and a certain look. This was a departure, but I had a great team of animators and artists working with me. And then we got what made it fun for me um, it was a rail game for those unfamiliar with it. It was a two-player giant six-foot capsule in which it was a gun game, not unlike House of the Dead. But what I mean by rail game is predetermined paths. Going back to my uh, text adventure games um, you know, background, we loaded this thing down. And even though it's an hour, only an hour play from front to back, you can play it 30 different times and see 30 different paths. So we really loaded up, you know, crisscrossed these rails, hidden a lot of stuff. And then I got to make these characters that, you know, hey, Borg is this wonderful thing. And humans, there had to be other alien races races out there that the Borg would try to assimilate. So creating our own fake, not fake, I'm sure they're real. We just haven't encountered them yet. But species that the board could kind of half take over that that made the, the game really fun i think i think one of the things that makes what i do for a living really fun is find being able to find 
the fun in the challenge. And for you actually hit on it with your question. That was the most fun thing about doing Star Trek for me was coming up with new characters. Well, and that that's the thing is because with Star Trek or any kind of when you get a licensed game, you kind of got a Bible with it. It's like these are the characters. These are the you know, these are the rules in the playground you've got to play with. So when you make a new game like a Rampage or a Xenophobe, you can do whatever you want because you're creating the rules. But when you do a game like Star Trek, you've got to play within this little playground. So I could see as a game designer that's got to be tough, but that you guys thought outside the box and made a new character that actually became a part of the Star Trek canon, in my opinion, is amazing. Well, thank you. That's very that's very nice. If if I can, I'll share one more thing because you made me think of it. Um, it's the rules, and sometimes the rules are not what you'd expect. Um, we had a client once that wanted us to do a, a racing game with a, there was a vehicle manufacturer, and they wanted to do a racing game, uh, and they wanted us to follow some very serious multiplayer, LAN, big group stage product. Thousands of people would pay, play a day over weeks at a time. And they said, but, you know, these trucks only move at four miles an hour and we don't want them touching each other. So <laughs> I've got this multiplayer game with all this possibility. And so I said, well, do you mind if I put it on a mountainside? So by the time these four mile an hour trucks are getting to the bottom, they're going 180 miles an hour and they're levitating off the ground. And the, the client ended up loving it. And then about halfway through the process, I said, now, What's the rationale for not letting the trucks touch? Because, you know, in a nice multiplayer game, you know, that's what you want. And they said, well, we don't want the paint to scratch. So I said, well, okay, then I think, you know, you pay us a little extra money. We'll make sure that when these uh, virtual vehicles touch, the paint will not scratch off the vehicles at all. So sometimes your creative solutions have nothing to do with, it's more about client management than, uh, than actual game design, but it all ties together. It's like, it's a fun way to make a living. That's awesome. I go ahead. I've got one question I do want to ask before this is all done. But <laughs> the, uh, it's been on. I've been thinking about it for years. Is there an end to to Zwackery? <laughs> I'm gonna look by the look on his face that maybe not, or maybe he wants to save it for Replay Florida. One of the two. <laughs> uh, no, there's not. No, there's not. I mean, there is the highest level you can achieve, which is Zwackmaster, uh, which I never have. Um, the, I believe there's only twelve completely different reshuffling of the screens a lot of my i get I, I get a lot of grief the reason i hung my head when you asked was i mean the original rampage had 960 some levels wow but there was nothing really happened at the end except the monsters turned and growled at you because we just didn't have the resources and yeah. we knew people were going to be buying in that game and, and we in our wildest dreams we never thought people would play it through yeah uh so when we redid rampage world tour we put huge big cinematic endings on the game because I took a lot of crap for not having an end at Rampage, especially when kids sat there for eight hours playing it to see what would happen. And no, Brian, I'm sorry, there is no end to Zwackery. It, uh, it just kind of wraps. 
Uh, I'm not I'm implying I can get anywhere get close to, to it. Of, to the end of about six levels, so <laughs> so I don't know. You'd have to be a much better player than I. And basically, from a almost everybody that plays my games at whatever age is a better game player than I. Um, I'm not all that coordinated. Uh, another reason I try to make my games idiot-proof because I'm making them for myself. <laughs> Leon, did you have a question? Oh, no, I was saying I'm just as uncoordinated as you are, Brian. I'm in the same team as you are. So. Good. <laughs> well, There's a few of us out there. <laughs> Brandon. Well, Brandon. We're all on that boat. Well, Brandon, I had a question for you, and that question was, what is the BART and Little Shop of Games doing at the show this year? Uh, Bart, Bart, it's, it's funny, you know, with, with, uh, with the stuff we work on with, uh, free play Florida and especially we work closely with Brian, um, with a lot of the stuff we do. Um, it, we have, we have a little area in the back, um, but really just anywhere that we can fit, we kind of, we kind of do our thing. And, and certainly, um, my buddy, Chris, Chris Brown, who runs, who owns the Bart, um, he's going to bring out a, a fair number of, of cabinets as well. Um, I, I know for myself. Uh, Brian has been nice enough the past couple of years. I've always been in the uh, panel room, so I'll get to hear Brian over here uh, do a, all his panels, which I love. Uh, I, you know, I will say for myself, I uh, that's been the coolest thing for me is really I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let a little secret out here. I was not allowed in the arcade when I was a kid. Really? <laughs> my, my mom said my mom bought me a Nintendo based on the fact she thought that's where gangs hanged out. They hung out in the the uh, arcade. So. <laughs> so so that's been one of the cool aspects for me is just to um, be almost adopted into the arcade culture between BART and between Free Play Florida. So this, that's where I really put a lot of my efforts now is, is working with BART and a lot of the stuff we do. And then the fact that the two kind of there's a marriage together between BART and uh, uh, Free Play Florida. I mean, I'm, I, I'm pretty content with my life. I get, to, I, get to, I get to experience this whole culture that I was not allowed to experience when I was younger. And uh, it's so cool because, I mean, I, again, I'm, you guys asked the question before and I didn't get a chance to jump in on it. What am I most excited about? I'm excited about all the cool guests that I get to meet. And, and I've met so many people. I mean, I wasn't familiar per se with Walter Day the first year I worked there. And then I met him and I'm like, holy smokes, this guy, beyond what he, he, he beyond the video game world, the dude's like this huge, like spiritual guy. And like, we oh, had like yeah. spiritual conversations and it's just the coolest thing in the world. And, and I think there's so many unique personalities. Um, and then, then uh, you know, with this year between Brian coming out, uh, which is going to be totally awesome. Um, and then, uh, and then we mentioned Nathan Barnett, um, I, I gotta say, I'm a huge Nathan Barnett fan, <laughs> and uh, when uh, when Brian Jones told me that Nathan Barnett was coming, I it was this weird kind of like squeal like a teenage girl that I've never I didn't even know I was capable of. So because uh, I'm just I, I'm a huge fan of his, and uh, and then like recently I said to Brian I said okay so who's picking him up from the airport? And Brian's like well we're gonna get him a taxi. I mean I'm like can I pick him up? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're we're doing we're involved in any way, and uh, I think you guys understand this too. Uh, you know, Deuce mentioned earlier that uh, he was kind of uh, Leon's bitch last year, um, and I tried to fit into that role the first year. So to have to have Deuce come in the second year was awesome because I I don't love making the announcements on the show floor, well, uh, and Leon that. also that does not love jam. to make those announcements. Yeah. Here. So to have Deuce do that is great. 
And mostly I couldn't because I was I was getting pulled in nineteen directions. So yeah, I, I we really absolutely. needed somebody to take those that responsibility over. So. Well, that's that's it. And the other thing, kind of to, as we like to say, one of our world famous phrases is pulling back the curtain. Um, I'm really good if I've got a sergeant. Like I'm a really good private, but I'm a terrible commander. So it's like if I can go to Leon and like Leon, what do you want me to do? He's like, I want you to do this and this and this. I'm like done sir let me go like you know and i go and i do what he tells me to and then i do a great job and he's like you're the best and i'm like that's awesome because like normally Absolutely. i'm like don't leave me to my own devices because it's just gonna be terrible it's gonna implode i'll burn the place down like it's bad but it's like when he's like oh i need you to do this this and this i'm like awesome and he was my checkout guy every day i'm like Am I done? Have I done everything I need to do today? Can yeah. I go back to my room and watch TV? He gave me a cut to my room, pat on the back, and, you know, you went and go rest your voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, can I go eat now? I haven't eaten all day, sir. And he's like, yeah, you're good. You can go back to your room. So, And, and that's, why, that's why the event works so well is because you do have such amazing people like Leon, like Bill, you like do. Brian Jones, um, and, who are just great leaders. And then you have this community of people – you guys mentioned the artists before. Many of these artists are my friends before even Free Play Florida. And now to see them part of that community. And then to have Chris and the Bart and all of us coming out and being part of that. And then bringing in these new guests. And, and you know, like we recently had a film festival here. And Billy came, came down to the Bart. And Walter came to the Bart. So there's this really outstanding family. Uh, and Richie Knuckles and all these people yeah. who just... They get it. They get what the purpose of this whole thing is. They get what they're trying to accomplish. And that's what makes the event successful is that all these guys, they understand how important this community is. They understand that it, it involves artists and it involves, uh, you know, it involves arcade owners and bar owners and, and speakers and uh, indie developers and uh, all these people. And that's what makes it kind of a, a, a perfect community uh, and, and really a, a very special event. Yeah, there's um, when you when you talk about all of the people that really really help and donate. You know, there's over 225 arcade and pinball machines on the floor, and we don't own all that many. So it takes about 60 people with their personal collections, their personal loved possessions, places like Bart, uh, places like Replay Museum who donate games. They donate games to the cause. And the people in the collector community, um, uh, it, it wouldn't happen without them. And uh, it, they are so incredibly important to us. And we, we thank them so much for opening their doors and letting us uh, use their games uh, to make this happen. So, yeah, it's definitely a collective effort. And without uh, the support of the community, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. No yeah, question. It's awesome. And I would like to amazing. It sounds like. It sounds like you guys, the passion that you're displaying or emoting is uh, is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it sounds like everybody that you work with that helps make this happen has shares your passion. And, you know, that's probably what makes it wonderful. Absolutely. And we partner uh, with BART and we partner with Replay Museum. We partner with other shows uh, to, to give a shout out to Jack's Expo in Jacksonville. Um, Steve and Doug put on a fantastic event up in Jacksonville. And, and the one who kind of started it all was Marcel Gonzalez. He does the Florida Ape down south. 
Um, we support each other as a group, as a community. Uh, they bring equipment to our shows. We bring equipment to their shows. We, it's, it's, it's really a tight knit family and, uh, it's, it's really kind of cool to be a part of something as, as big as this. And, uh, we're very proud, uh, to be associated with all of our partners, um, in, in this community. So it, it blows your mind how many people from how many different places help. I, I just found out this afternoon that somebody's going to get us a dedicated arch rivals from Michigan. Oh, fantastic. And getting it down to Florida from Michigan for the show. Wow. I don't know this, but you're actually going to put it on your car and bring it to us. I've got a pick <laughs> I'm bringing down. I'm, it's, it'll, du- it'll double the, uh, the uh, travel time, but uh, <laughs> I just... I just pulled three games to a show in New Jersey a couple of weeks ago as a favor to to, uh, to a group. So, it uh, yeah, if, if you need help getting it down there, it, uh, you let me know. You know we, we can talk about it. Well, before we start wrapping this up, because this has been an amazing night, just talking about games and things that we love. Uh, the one thing I want to say to people out there that might not know this is it's a great time that weekend to buy an arcade game or to buy a pinball machine because a lot of the people down there actually have those machines for sale and actually the and and i'm going to throw them under the bus real quick the happy hour with johnny deuce legal department was actually there last year and was looking at games it was looking to buy a pinball machine and was actually looking to buy a stand-up arcade machine and I, I, I will not say just because he is the legal department if he bought or did not buy anything, but uh, <laughs> I think maybe, maybe, just maybe um, somebody there might have actually, you know, sold something. But there are a lot of people there that are selling machines like the cabinets and the pinball machines. So if that's something that you're looking for, like, hey, I want a machine, I want a cabinet, or I want a pinball machine it's a great great weekend to actually come out because the people there are kind of they're in the uh, selling mood if you will so if you're a buyer it's a great time to come out and and if it's like other shows that i've been to everybody there will share with you i mean you might you might be hesitant to buy a machine because i'm not going to know what i need to do to fix it up or i'm not going to know uh you know who i got to contact Everybody at those shows knows somebody or is somebody who can point you in the right direction, and everybody is willing to share that information with everybody else. We, I mean, we're all evangelists to a certain extent uh, about that which we do and that which we enjoy. So it's a great, it's a great place to get into this world. It's a if you if you are just coming into. The, you know, if you've been thinking about it, you know, hey, someday I'd like to do this, but I really don't know. These kinds of shows um, are a perfect way to get into it because everybody will help you. Everybody great will introduction. you in the right direction. It is. It's a great introduction. It's a great introduction into the hobby, especially if you're somebody that wants to, like, own a machine or have a machine, like you said, Mr. Colon. Um, you know, it's definitely a great way to get into that and to meet the people and uh, like you said, to be an evangelist, it's like we're the choir, if you will, that are kind of singing along and preaching the gospel, if you will, of these retro arcade games. And uh, hallelujah, if you will, yep. brother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, it was so nice to have you this evening on here with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, who is the official 
podcast of Free Play Florida, and of course, Deuce is the official voice of Free Play Florida, and we cannot wait to have you guys out at the event. And Leon, I'm going to throw it to you one more time. When is the event? What are the dates? What's the website? Where can they go? So once again, the dates are November 11th to the 13th uh, at the Doubletree SeaWorld off International Drive. And uh, all of our uh, pre-sale tickets are discounted. You can find them at uh, freeplayflorida.com. And um, uh, hotel booking is also located at that website. And all uh, current information is updated as frequently as we can. And if you want to join our mailer, there's a a, a sign-up tab on the bottom, and we'll send you all the updates as they come rolling through. And also, let me say, as somebody that stays at that hotel every year, that hotel is top-notch. I mean, seriously, it is a 10 out of 10. It's an amazing hotel. And you want to stay the weekend because there's a lot of things going on. Besides the panels, uh, Friday night, normally, and Brian Jones, you can back me up on this, we have movie night Friday night where everybody can watch movies, and we have a good time doing that. Um, Saturday, of course, we have the games all day, and we've got panels. And then Sunday is a huge, huge fun day. So you guys want to come, stay Book a hotel, stay the whole weekend, and have an amazing time because Free Play Florida, I'm telling you right now, is the best convention you're going to do all year, and it's the most fun you're going to have all year. Yep. Immerse yourself in the games. Just just get lost in a world of games for three days. And good Works news for, for Mr. Colin, there's no snow in Florida in November, so you don't have to worry about bringing I, your mudders, you know. I love winter, but one of the Things I love most about winter is getting away for, from it for a few days every uh, every so often. So, yeah. No, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, we're very excited. Obviously, the happy hour with Johnny Deuce is going to be there. Mr. Mister Colin, Brandon, Brian Jones, Leon, you guys, we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules to join us. And we're all going to see you guys at Free Play Florida, which is November 11th through the 13th. So go check it out. Tell them the happy hour Johnny Deuce sent you. And bring your family. Definitely. Thanks, guys. We appreciate Thank you it. Much. Appreciate Thank it. you very much. Awesome, guys. You have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Take care, guys. Good night, guys. Bye. Good night, Bye. everybody. Thank good you. Good you. night. See you. Of course, that was the amazing ensemble of everyone that's going to be, uh, well, just a portion of the people that are going to be at Free Play Florida Deuce. Yeah. Uh, go to freeplayflorida.com. All the details are there for you. How do people find us on the internet, dude? You can find us on the internet at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, send us your emails to Show at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check us out at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and give us a like. And of course, there's not one, there's not two, but there is three hashtags you want to put on the Twitter machine. Hashtag happy, happy hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. show. And hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the, the loose. loose. Later. See ya.